0: He'll just withdraw, he'll go away, yeah. like, stop trying, yeah. um, he'll leave, eventually he'll leave me, mm-hmm. like, just the terror of, like, I'm gonna say this thing, and then he's gonna just go away. Yeah.
1: Just a quick note about this episode. I recorded this with my friend Becky Wells as a Facebook Live for her community called Hippie Moms. So this discussion was by us for women, but I re-listened to it and I thought it was useful, very useful for men as well. Um, One of the things that we touch on in the episode is my course for men called Please Her in Bed. Now, I originally designed this as a course for men, a four-week self-led video course for men to learn how to please women in bed. But what I found is that the course is actually really useful for couples as well. And you'll hear Becky talk about that as she's going through the course right now with her husband. So I wanted to let you guys know that I am looking for two couples to comp this course to, because I want to see how it works for them and sort of get their perspective on the results that they get from it. Again, it's self-led. It's four weeks. It's pretty easy. um, It's fun. And it's sort of a low barrier of entry um, to help you have hotter sex in your relationship. So, if you're a couple or if you know of a couple that might be interested, email me at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com and I will set that up. You'll also hear me talk about a promo code at the end of the episode for Becky's community. Our promo code for this podcast is Dear Men. The course is normally 500, but that promo code gets you 200 off. So you get the course for 297 instead of 497 if you're interested in it. So just know that we have our own promo code and um, have a great episode.
2: Super excited to have you on. I just want to let everyone know about how freaking amazing you are. Uh, Melanie is a sex researcher and a men's coach with a master's in communication from Stanford. Ooh, Brainiac. Um, she's a columnist at Inc. Magazine. It's been published or seen on the Today Show, Huffington Post, The New York Observer, Elephant Journal, and more. And what's cool? She's been coaching men. Hello, Suzanne. Hi, hi, Tiffany. Hi, Jerry. Um, she's been coaching men for over six years. So what I love what she does is she brings. Um, she specializes in bringing a woman's perspective to men. Uh, So they can connect and succeed with women in fun, inviting, and meaningful ways that lead to fulfilling sex and relationships. Um, So it's not all about the sex, but that's what we're going to be talking a lot about today, because um, it's such an important subject. I shared with you on my video, um, or on kind of the post promoting this, that I... Um, you know, I've been married for nine years. I'm 40 years old. I have two kids and sex is not a priority for me, honestly. Like it's kind of, it's kind of become a chore in this, in this, in, um, in just in this, uh, you know, the state of where I'm at. And, um, you know, and I, a few years back, Melanie, I did some research and I was like, oh, you know, I, I, and, I and it's funny, your research actually s- shows what I saw that, The majority of women are not orgasming or having orgasm during sex. And most of us are left unsatisfied in our sex lives. And so I was like, you know, I know that I have a big part in this. I know that, you know, men have a big part in this. Why is there this divide? And why do women want to, where's our incentive to have sex if we're not being, if we don't feel the pleasure? Um, so God was so amazing. He brought me and Melanie together in New York. He sat us at the same table and in, in the event, the media mixer that night, Melanie and I had this conversation. She shared some of her research and I was, my mind was blown, Melanie, my, 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 my mind was blown that I wasn't alone.
0: <laughs> you are not alone. You are so not alone. Why do, I know what I'm talking why about. Why do we feel so alone? Yes. Yeah, so I um I've researched both I've researched both men and women. I have uh, over three thousand um, data points at this point, and I, I want to share a couple of statistics that really just jumped yes. out at me when I was through the research. Um, so one of them is, um, so I, I was asking people whether they had ever broken up with someone over the sex, and this is including marriages, so long term committed relationships. Or short-term, have you ever ended a relationship because of the sex? And what I found was that 49% of men said yes, Uh they had ended a relationship. And that was not particularly surprising to me because, you know, I I would say that generally speaking in our culture, we believe that sex is more important to men than to women. And I don't actually think that's true. And so here is a statistic that surprised me, but I'm swimming in the same cultural soup that everyone else is. So I was like, oh yeah, like the women's number will probably be around like 35% or something significantly less. So when I looked at the actual data, um, it turned out that 61% of women have ended a relationship over the sex, including marriages. And then there was another kind of like, you know, you can answer other, like yes, no other. A number of the Mm -hmm. other responses were, I've never done it before, but I'm thinking about doing it now. And so I think the number is more like 4%, which is almost two thirds of women. That's a huge number. And when I was also looking at, I I, um, have done comprehensive research around um, men pleasing women in bed, right? So how many men are good in bed? Um, And I just straight up asked women, like how many of the men that you've slept with are good in bed? And I'm not going to go too granular, but the point is that a third of women said 90% plus of men are not good in bed. Wow. So the general takeaway is that most men are not pleasing women in bed, and that has real consequences on relationships. Um, The good news is that it doesn't have to ruin a relationship. It doesn't have to be the thing that destroys a relationship. But just to validate if there's any woman out there who has thought about ending her relationship over the Mm -hmm. sex... You are not totally that is common experience that a lot of people are having. And it's really hard to talk about this stuff. Um, I've asked people kind of like, you know, how hard is it to share something with your partner when it's working? Mm -hmm. And then how hard is it to share something when it's not working? And like 46 percent of women say like seven or above. It's like 10 percent of women said 10. It's impossible for me to share when something is not working, meaning like the way you're fingering me is too, too hard. It's too rough. For mm-hmm. me or um, that thing that the oral it's not it's not working for yeah. me or like I really want you to slow down and, and stay inside mm-hmm. me like the, the like jackhammer thing doesn't work for me like 10% of women think about that one in 10 it's like impossible to communicate for yeah. them to communicate and I, I don't know we can pause here for you to share a little bit and then I can go into kind of like yeah. some of the reasons why it's so hard. Well yeah i know
2: i just i would like to talk a little bit about the cultural soup because i think that really gives us a little bit better understanding of how we got here um and and i really do believe you know from my experience we're <clears throat> super vulnerable here you know i was raised christian um you know i it was just it, we never talked about sex like it just wasn't but like, i learned i remember the first visual um uh, vision that I had of sex were my best friend's brother's uh, porn magazines. Yes. So that was my first vision of what sex and people should look like, and what women yes. should be doing. So we didn't have the internet back then. I, you know, I didn't see porn at that um, that point. Um, uh, or, and then I saw what it looked like in movies, right? Of what the woman should be doing, what should be she should be sounding like. And it should be just this amazing, pleasurable connecting experience. And obviously, when I started my sexual endeavors, um, it was a little high school, late, later high school, college. It was not like that. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't anything like that. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? What, like, like I, I can take care of myself. I'm good there. But why can't? I connect with uh, these these men, and now, of course, it really yeah. matters to me. Like you know, I've obviously been married for nine years, Scott and I have a lot of history. Um, we've tried a lot of different things, but it's just it's just this communication that we're talking about that is so important. And um, we're going to get into this in a minute, ladies. But um, Melanie has an incredible course that Scott and I are actually doing, and just from the first uh, week of it, our communication <laughs> has gone. Like, it's just so much better, and I feel so much more empowered and validated to know that, oh, I'm not broken. There's, I'm actually okay because we do things a little differently and take a different perspective of what sex is supposed to be. Okay, so that was kind of a long, yeah. long
0: pause there. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was watching a, an episode of Sex in the City the other day. Like, I'm rewatching the series, and there's a part where Miranda's watching TV, and she's like... She's like, like, look, he just gets on top of her and then she has an (laughs) orgasm. No, Waterman can't figure us out because they look at TV and they think it works (laughs) like that. It doesn't look like that. Like, we're more complicated than what's shown on TV and in porn. And, you know, you and I were discussing this um, previously about how this is one of those strange areas where, you know, we learn math, for example. We all sit in a classroom and someone teaches us math and then we have tests on Mm -hmm. it and then that's how we learn math. This is one of the subjects in life that we do not learn mm-hmm. at yep. all. Like we've, we sort of fumble our way through it with our partner. And at least in my work, since I focus on men, for me, what's important is that the, the model. So a third of the men that I've surveyed said that porn was one of the main was the, was the main way mm-hmm. that they became educated about Makes sex sense. and it doesn't work female bodies. So they're following the wrong map Literally. and then it's not working. Right. And then I think, important here, like you said, is that then women feel broken. Like why don't I have an orgasm when fill in the blank, like, you know, you put that in the post, but only 20 to 25% of women have an orgasm from intercourse. Most women don't. Most women don't. I think that number can be Mm -hmm. raised. I think there's like, like, I think there's a lot more potential, um, for, for that. Uh, and I can, we can go into why that is, but for now, let's just, where yeah. we are right now. You know, if you, if you don't and you feel broken, you're, you're actually in the majority, like like by far. You're more normal, right? Wow. Like you're normal. Yeah. The women that can do it are, are less, quote unquote, normal. Like I, I happen to be able to, and I feel I'm normal, but I'm, I'm in the minority by kind of a lot. Totally. Um, and the You know, that word broken comes up a lot in the research on the women's side. Mm. it does not show up in the research on the men's side. It's not a word that they use and it's not an experience that they have. So I think this is a good time to sort of touch on, um, uh, top sex problems because I think this sort of illustrates what we're talking about. So I've asked men and women and, you know, I think it's probably obvious by now, but my work is, is focused on heterosexual couples. So man, woman dynamics with people who identify as men and people who identify as women uh, who have sex with each other. So, um, In my research, I was asking the women, like, what are your top three sex problems? Mm -hmm. And then I collated all of the results. And for women, pain was number one, one, tied with trouble orgasming. So there were two number ones, basically. These were, like, equal Mm -hmm. in the number of um, people that reported that. And, again, this is not showing up on the men's side, right? There are certain differences that are clearly there between the sexes, Mm -hmm. and this is one of them where women, a lot of women talk about pain and not even just, um, like vaginismus, which is the clinical term for when your, your, your vagina basically, um, contracts Mm -hmm. and women report it feeling like knives Mm -hmm. when he, when he, um, that's kind of the extreme end of the scale. But even just like for someone like me, like most of the men that I've had sex with are too rough with their Mm -hmm. hands. They're too hard. It's too much pressure. It numbs me out and then it hurts. It actually hurts. Like like bruising my lady parts, mm-hmm. um, but that's common. And again, I think that's something that's shown in porn, so they think that it's working, right. and it's really not. Yes, yeah, It's like their fault setting is like too hard, too fast. Right. Um, uh, and then so those are the ladies ones, and then interestingly, the men's top problems are um, one um, partner not initiating. Mm, totally, like, I need more don't feel desired, I, I, I want, I need more, like, please more, like, I need more, mm-hmm. like, I want you to be into it, I need you, I need to feel desired sometimes, I can't be the only one initiating, like, Literally. I just feel terrible about myself, like, yeah, so the, the more, the plea for more, mm-hmm. basically, and then um, erectile dysfunction, uh, premature ejaculation, so, um, like, penis issues, yep. basically, which um, I find so fascinating, because in both of those cases, right, we, we have trouble empathizing with the other side yeah. because it's an experience that we're not having, right. right? Like how many men are like, I have trouble orgasming? Not, not that many. And I can tell you just looking at the answers. Yeah. Not that many. Yeah. How many women? A lot. Yeah. A lot of women. A lot of women. And like you said... They feel like failures. Yeah. Like, they feel like they're doing yeah. it wrong somehow. I, I just want to say yeah. to anyone out there, like, you're not doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. This is a very common experience. And it's get over a goal. Yeah, I love that. What's, like, better work for that. There's yeah. the hope. It can, there's the hope. Yes. There's a lot of hope. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, but I really do believe that that is, like, such a important part of, you know, communication, and that's something that I really take responsibility for, um, uh, not a lady, but it's fine, thanks, Scott, yeah, Scott's joining us, too, um, thanks, Scott, um, just, you just being able to communicate, and because, and I think that was something else that was really interesting when I was uh, listening to your research, too, is, um, how women are just scared to say anything why why, yes. why are we talk so about
0: scared? That. let's talk about that okay. so um when I ask people so I ask people like scale of one to ten how hard is it for you to to speak up when something is working and then when something is not working um across the board women said it's harder to speak up so across the board so it's, it's harder for them to um Speak up when it's going well and when it's not going well. It's harder to speak up when it's not going well. But the, the takeaway is it's very hard for women to talk about sex full stop. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the other, the other stuff. Um, and it's really hard for some men as well. These are generalizations, but they do serve a purpose. So when I ask people why, like why, why is it so hard to speak up? What, you know, what is stopping you? So the way I phrased it was, if you didn't tell a partner about this, why not? The number one response is i didn't want to hurt his feelings. Mm. I didn't want him to feel shut down. I didn't know how to say it without saying without it coming across as you're really bad at this. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I didn't want to hurt her ego. And this was on both sides. Both sexes reported like that was the number one reason was i didn't want to hurt her feelings. I didn't know how to say it without being shaming like coming across as like you're bad you're bad at this. I didn't want to hurt her ego, etc. And most um, of the time, that's kind of where we stop, Mm -hmm. right? We're sort of like, oh, yeah, that's the answer. Like, it's because I didn't want her her feelings or his feelings. So um, I believe, given the, especially the quantitative and the qualitative interviews that I've done, that there are four other reasons beneath the surface when it comes to women and why women don't speak up about what they need. So I'm going to give a quick example Um, okay. I had an ex-boyfriend. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, had an ex-boyfriend and, um, the, the way that he would touch me with his hands was too hard, too much pressure, too much stimulation, too rough, not pleasurable. And I, um, didn't really speak up about it. And here's why. I was afraid that if I told him the truth, which was like, ow, that actually, that kind of hurts. Like, can we try something else? He would say, well, fuck you then. I won't try anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't like the way I do it? Fuck you. Yeah. You stupid cunt. Like, I really, like, really, like, the fear in my body was like, I will get attacked. Right? Totally. Like, I will actually attack, attacked, like, energetically attacked. Yeah. Um, really scared me. Uh, so that's, that's reason number one. And I don't know if we have that many people. I don't think we have too many people, but I would be super curious to hear from women after yeah. like which of these four you can relate As to because I, I'm a researcher, I'm all about like, and, and Becky, let me know if you relate to yeah. any of these, but that's a big one for me. me it's like, I'm really afraid he'll attack me. Um, the second one, which shows up for a lot of women is I'm not afraid he'll attack me, but I'm afraid he'll just withdraw. Yes. He'll just withdraw. He'll go away. Yeah. Like stop trying. Yes. Um, he'll leave, eventually he'll leave me. Like just the terror of like, I'm gonna say this thing, and then he's gonna just go away and I lose him. So that's fear number two. Fear number three is what we've been talking about of like I'm broken. Like I'm afraid I'm gonna say something or speak up about what I really need, and he's gonna say, God, you're so much work. Like you're so much more work than my last girlfriend. I can't believe how long you take to orgasm. You're so difficult. You're, you know, like the being difficult. Yeah, um, right. Being broken—that's a big, yes. big fear for women. That's number three, and then number four is—and um, this shows up in the research not as prominently, but um, especially when you're communicating about, like, um, like I want you to like really take me or ravage me, or I want um, like kinkier requests. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, there's the fear of you're gonna call me a slut. Yes. Like you're going to think I'm slutty, and there was even one woman who said I have an easier time um, talking about and doing new things with a fling because I don't care what right. my fling thinks, but I don't want my partner to think a trashy <laughs> whore. I don't want my partner to think I'm trashy whore, and it's true because, um, in term relationships, you want your partner to respect you. Still, yes. you know it's really vulnerable yeah. to ask for what we actually want in oh, sex. It's not always you do hurt sometimes it's like I want this this thing that I've never told anyone about yeah. and we're kind of scared that the person's gonna be like oh you're a dirty little slut yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think mean, there's it's a supportive actually, way to like, say that but that. there's such an ingrained there's such an ingrained part of us as women in this culture yeah. that we've been yeah. avoiding trying to be called a slut our whole life For sure that it's really this, this obstacle to kind of overcome yeah. um yeah and I think you know just for men to be sensitive to that and be like, I want to know, like I to. I want all of you, like I want your light side and your dark side. Like I love when you're expressive. Like I, I really want to know, yeah. like a lot of my work is about helping men like really make it safe for us yeah. and explicitly saying like, like I love when you're um, expressive, like, or I love when you're, you know, when you say dirty things, I love when you like just all of the stuff that's like, really? Like, yeah. Cause it, okay. we're kind of like these freaky cats. Like we're like stepping into it yeah. slowly, but it's still like scary. Yeah. Like we still have these, you know, fears that live in our bodies okay. that are really like, um, yeah. And, and I, I I'm going to keep going here Please. unless you have nope. some thing. So this, this kind of rolls into the next part of the research, which is, um, this was another thing that really surprised me. So I think this is very indicative of what we're talking about. Um, I was asking people, um, you know, without with no sugarcoating, what do you wish you could have told a previous partner about the sex? Right? They're not here. This is an anonymous survey. You know, no sugarcoating. Just straight up. Just give it to me. Um, can you? Start I can hear you. Yep. You're good. Okay. Okay. Um, and what I found was that that this divide emerged in the research. Very, very, very clear divide. So. The men kept saying the same thing, and the women kept saying the same thing. So here's what the men say. (laughs) So you ask them, like, what do you wish you could have told a previous partner? And the men say, I wish she would have told me what she needed. I wish I I could have known more about what she wanted. I wish she would have spoken up about what she needed and wanted. Right? So they're Mm -hmm. all over here being like, I wish Mm -hmm. you could tell me what you need. And the women (laughs) are saying the opposite. They're like, I wish I could have told them what I needed. (laughs) I wish I could have told him how I wanted it. I wish I could have spoken up about what I liked and more importantly, what I didn't. Right. So I call this the divide. There's a, it's like no man's land. Like there's like all the men being like, I want you to tell me what you need. And the women are like, I wish I could tell you what I need. And Nobody's crossing the fucking divide. So a lot of my, my work is about helping men be the invitation. Because when men lead, women melt. Totally. Like when I need, like, I want to know, I really want to know, I want this to feel good for you. Like, I want, I want this to feel pleasurable. I want to, I want to find the pressure that you like, right? Like with my hands, like, I don't want you to fake it. I don't want, you know, like, um, for example, and I think a lot of women will relate to this, um, our bodies change over the course of the month dramatically. So the sensitivity Mm -hmm. of our lady parts, certain part, parts of the month certain touch is going to be way too much for us mm. right so the modulation I think a lot of men kind of want a guidebook like okay like here's how you do it and then you can just do it like that every right. time and there are certain principles that do work in that right. way but a lot of it's about being very very attuned yeah. to her body yeah. so that the touch that worked last time might not work today. So it's not about like, God, this worked. Like why why are you being so why are you so difficult? Yes. Right? It's more like, oh let me let's let's scale it right. back. Like I'm gonna give you a we're allowed to be explicit, yeah, right? Everything, Everything goes. goes.
1: Okay. So
0: um I used to do a practice called um you're also frozen on my end Oh, I know yeah. just so you know. But I can hear you just okay, fine. That's strange. yeah. Um, for that? um but you have a really cute salon, so it's kind of adorable. <laughs> <Okay>. Um <laughs> anyway, so I used to do this practice called orgasmic meditation and, um, at certain times of the month, like I wanted like actual, um, genital stroking, like actual contact. Right. But there were certain times of the month that I was so sensitive that, um, all he would have to do is touch the lubricant that was touching my skin and I would feel like dramatically. Yeah. So that's the kind of sensitivity that women's bodies have that men do not see anymore. right. Like, that is, that is, that's the lightest touch you could possibly do. You're not even touching my skin. You're touching the layer of lubricant over my skin, mm-hmm. and I can feel it. And I'm like, that's, that's all, like, that's, more than that would be too much for me right now. Wow. Like, that's the level of sensitivity that I think is sort of missed. Yes. Uh, like, overall, is that, like, if there was one thing that I could tell men, it's like, slow mm-hmm. everything down. Right. I can't tell you the number of women that talk about, like, they need the car to be warmed up. Yes. Like, it's like, in, there's no warm-up. There's no warm-up. There's no build-up. There's nothing. Like, and I look at porn sometimes. I don't know about you, but I'm like, ow. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm literally cringing. Yes. Like, God, that doesn't, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not it. That's not yeah. it. Like, I not well,
2: for real female. I, 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 love, uh, Melody, I, just, I really love that you were talking about how, you know, to to slow it down. I mean, our culture, period, we are fast, like everything fast and furious. And so I, uh, you know, one of my big messages here is to slow the fuck down people like slow down. And I think that that's something, you know, as a mom, having kids, having all these things to do, like, I just put sex on the back burner. Cause I'm like, I'm too tired. I don't have energy. I don't have, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> I don't have anything left in me to, to make this effort. And, um, but what I've learned is how detrimental that is to a long-term relationship and how much, you know, I really want to invest. And so, you know, this is why I love this conversation because it, it does take intention and, And for us to really, you know, carve out some time to be with our husbands in this setting so that we can explore, if you haven't already, you know, what, what sex can truly be for you (laughs) by slowing down and opening up this communication.
0: So. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I don't think you've gotten to yet in the work, is, um, something called responsive desire. Have you heard of responsive desire? Okay. So, um. So men have, uh, what are called interruptive fantasies <laughs> repeatedly during the day, which means that they'll be out and they will all of a sudden, like be picturing sex in their head and it's called interruptive, meaning it interrupts what they're doing. And now like there's a sexual fantasy, right? That's very rare for women. Women, most women don't have, uh, interruptive fantasies and what they found is that, um, Women's experience of sexual desire is often responsive, which means like, for example, if you and your husband work out um, things that turn you on, touch that turns you on, like for example, for me, it's very, very light touch along my skin, like very, very light just with your fingertips. That's a big turn on for me. Some people like more holding Mm -hmm. touch. That's like more of a turn on for them. So part of what you want to do with your partner is figure out touch that turns you on. Obviously, that's we know that already but the important thing is that for women you really want to be spending like 2 to 3 to 5 minutes receiving that touch mm. before you decide whether you're in the mood got it so women experience responsive desire meaning a lot of the times they need something first before they start to experience the turn on whereas a lot of men come in with the turn on mm-hmm. and we think that we should be like yes yeah. and we because a lot of our culture like well, because of our a lot of our world has sort of been man focused we think that we're all alike and that we experience things the same and we don't um so that's just a tip is that yes of course sometimes you're tired and you're not going to want to be in the mood but you really want to be giving yourself a touch for you not pleasurable touch and the other thing i want to mention is that um so you know i've been doing this work for a while and in one of my previous iterations of it um i just made a list of like the five men that were the best in bed for for me and finish my list and I'm like smiling right because I'm like yeah that was a great time that was a great time and then I look at the list and I realize that two out of the five two out of the five I didn't even have intercourse with oh wow like two out of five of them didn't have intercourse, and and but the experience was so pleasurable and there was so much connection there and it was so it felt so good that I didn't I didn't need it. And I had honestly forgotten that we hadn't had intercourse. So not every sexual encounter has to end with that. Right. And it's a really nice, it can just be a really nice experience to make out and maybe like, you know, give each other pleasure other ways other than intercourse right. and not have the picture of that be like, because that's another thing I think happens a lot with porn is we have such a porn script in our heads. We do this, then we do this, then we do this, then he yes it. Right? That's yeah. like the script that we have and we feel like we're doing it wrong. If we do something else, we're not doing it wrong. We're cutting edge pipe sex pioneers. guys. Yes. That's what we're doing. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It is. You know what, Melanie, your work really is
2: liberating and validating for the women. And I just love that you are really helping men, um, you know, understand kind of where we're coming from so that they know that it's, you know, they, can help us break out of our shell to really, uh, you know, to meet them in a place
0: of ecstasy.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, and that's the thing is that you know I really feel for for men. I love men. That's why I work with men, and I really I want to help them solve their problem too. Which is like I really need more. Yeah, like I really I more and when the sex is really pleasurable for her and she has that association with it and it fills her and it's nourishing to her body she wants more yes so both of their problems get solved at the same time yes that's what I love about it's working and that's why we're talking you know all of the hope that we're talking about this shit does work and when when it's functioning well you know it's it's part of what feeds the woman. So instead of it being a chore or a drag or something she has to do to keep her partner happy, yes, it's part of what fills up her tank. Yes. you know it. Ha- you know she feels nourished and she feels like we were touching briefly on this before the call of like a well fucked woman <laughs> can light up the world. Yes. And she, she is like she is like her battery is recharged, okay. my friends. Yes. Like she's like excited about being alive. Yes. You know? And um, one of my friends does the similar kind of work. And he works intensively with couples. And he says that one of the things he notices is that um, when a woman is not being sexually satisfied, there's like a low grade resentment yes. that builds up in the relationship. And she's just kind of like, might be she snipes at him. She's just kind of never happy with things if he feels like he can never get anything right, there's just this kind of like, rah, yeah. like low grace. Yes. Like there's like a hump yes. in their refrigerator that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that when, when the couple figures this out, when they put attention on her pleasure and really like really nailing that, like, like he becomes a connoisseur yeah. of her body, man, like that reverses. And so not only does the resentment go away, but she's like, more effusive, more excited, more appreciative, right. like, brighter, lighter, like, all of the good shit that we all want, and the bond between the, the two people, that's really what we're going for, right? right? Is that, that love totally. and that connection and that, goop, like, yeah, like, yummy thing that happens where it's like, I love when you put your hands yes. on Like, I can't wait right. to go home and had to you put your hands totally. on me instead of, like, the chore. Right. Is. Well,
2: and and there's also that, you know, like the low-grade resentment for the woman, and there's also that resentment for the man, you know, so I can see easily how marriages can become so resentful when, you know, you're just so on opposite pages. Um, Yeah. So I just just find this so fascinating. I
0: really do. And that's honestly, that's part of why I created my course, Please Are In Bed, because I was like, I literally don't know where else that I could direct a man was like, okay, I want, I want to get better at this. Like you have, you know, Tantra retreats that are thousands of dollars and seven days long and you know, all this stuff and, and don't necessarily work in the end. Um, Sex therapy, also thousands of dollars can work. Absolutely. Very intimidating to some men. Um, And, and some of that stuff isn't, isn't research back. So I was like, well, let me create a course based on thousands of women's, like, experience of this to help teach men, yeah. like, because, like I said, I feel for men because I'm, like, I literally don't know where to tell you to go, yes. like, is not the right map, and then there's, like, random one-off articles about, like, her G-spot, but, like, a comprehensive, like, here's how to pleasure a female body, okay. and here's how to help your partner open up and feel safe, Yes, because you really need both of those things, you need to know the basics of how the car yes. works, but you also need to know your car yes. really well, Exactly, like, you really need both of those things. So I made up the course because I was like, well, I don't think this is out there in a way that's like fun to go through yeah. and learn. And so far, the biggest feedback I've gotten is I wish I'd known this. Sister. Oh my gosh. I wish I'd known this yes. from men and not even women, from the men that are like, I wish I'd known this before my first marriage. I wish I'd known this like, um, and it's interesting because I've talked to other sex, um, educators, right? So people who are talking to kids in school and they are getting the same thing. They talk to seniors and they're like, I wish I'd known this sooner. They talk to freshmen. And they're like, I wish I'd known this sooner. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, we need to be teaching this we do. more, especially given the stakes that we talked about of 61% of women walking away from relationships. The stakes are really high because some of those women, like you said, are moms. Yes. yes there's family. Yeah. You know, these are really high. It's not just this nice thing in the background. Like. These are real people with real lives. Well, and, I, and, and I think it's even more important now because most of our children
2: are growing up with such, um, you know, ease to get any technology. And most of now, these days, kids have are getting more access to porn. I mean, it's it's unprecedented how these kids, I oh, you know this is the information they're getting. And it's like we really do need yeah. that because how we were educated is. Girls have vaginas, girls get pregnant. Men have penises, men have uh, ejaculate. It's like,
0: that was it. That There you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember, like, I was, I was, I'm a sex researcher, and I was 19 when I masturbated for the first time. And the only reason I did was because I listened to an episode of Loveline, um, and what, what's his name? Dr. Drew. There's this caller, and she called in, and she was like, "My boyfriend can't get me off." And then one of them, I think it was maybe Adam Carolla, was like, "Well, how do you get yourself off?" And she was like, "Oh, I don't really do that." And Doctor Drew goes, "Oh, he has no chance if you don't <laughs> if you don't know if you don't know your body, he has no shot. Totally. Like, he doesn't have a chance." I was like, "Oh shit! I I should probably figure this out." So I was like, I was like about it. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I like every night, I would touch myself and be like. I'm going to figure this shit out, and after, like, three or four nights, I was like, I think that was it, (laughs) it." and no, but the reason I'm saying this, so I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, well, was there ejaculate, (laughs) because, like, how am I supposed to know, like, I literally didn't even know what would happen, like, that's a basic thing we need to be teaching, girls, you. you know, like, that's not even a, that's not even a complicated thing, that's, like, a basic, like, hear learn a few things about your orgasm yeah like, exactly I don't know I'm, I'm like, and, and I'm into this stuff you know what I mean like like so I've met I've met women in their 70s that have never had an orgasm oh that's such a shame in their whole lives wow it is a shame that's
2: a that shame. Is that, shame that that I'm on a mission I'm, a, I'm on a I mission I love it <laughs> I love it I'm so glad you're on a mission because I really do you know what I love about your course Melanie is I know it's more directed towards men But I feel like the information is so uh, transferable for women. Like, it's really relatable because I think a lot of women just don't know. They don't even know that maybe slowing it down or, you know, there's just a different – giving them a different perspective of what sex can be um, is just, you know, we need to get out of this what it's supposed to look like and be open to what – it can be for us in our experience and, and with, with our partner. And it can really be anything that we create it to be. I mean, that's the beautiful part yeah. of it. Is that the limitations we put on it are, are are just old. So we need to kind of we need to create
0: something new. Yeah. And I was just I gave a workshop this weekend and a woman came up to me after and said, um, she was like, it was really validating hearing you talk about that there's a statistic about turn-on. Where, um, so they looked at the number of minutes it takes a male, a male-bodied person to come to full physiological arousal. Um, and we're really talking like all systems go like skin flush, yeah. you know, um, the genitalia, like all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for men, it takes about seven minutes. Okay. And for women, it doesn't take 14 minutes, which would be double the time. It doesn't take 21 minutes, which would be triple the time. It takes 45 minutes for a body person to come to full physiological wow, And I'm talking full. Like, you can can be less than full and still have sex. You know what I mean? But what she said was, it was really validating for me to hear that it's okay that I take longer. Yeah. And she said for so long, I would just, I was like, oh, well, he's ready to go. So I should be ready to go. Yes. No. Not how it works. Like, if if you really want her to be turned on, it takes longer and it doesn't have to be 45 minutes between the sheets. Right. right? It can be in the kitchen. Like there can be touching and attention put on her before the encounter Uh, dancing. Like there's other stuff. It doesn't have to be, you know, naked time, but just the the runway, the runway is longer for women. It just physiologically is like women, for example, cannot have an orgasm if they're cold. A woman's body physiologically cannot have an orgasm if she's fascinating. Doesn't matter how <laughs> you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the reality yeah. of, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, take all the judgment away. Like, she just can't. Right. Like, she, she just can't. Want that. Like You just, you know, if you want a female body to be that turned on, it takes a, takes a little while. Yeah. I can't and just, it doesn't have to be every time, right? right? The average sexual encounter is 20 minutes. Right. But it does just, it's just, it's just that they're, ratio that we've been working with for so long is is so far off that we need to come we need to get closer to what it should be.
2: One of the other things I wanted to say is one thing I noticed is like when Scott and I like when we go on dates, like we have a date night, right? And we have that whole night to just connect and to be together and to um, you know be out of the house. All that you know, there's always stuff to do, interrupted with the kids. Like just the two of us together. And we're able to, like, um, just connect and be, you know, and just have – it's, like, the romance behind it. I think – and when you say it takes a woman 45 minutes, like, I, I get that. Because I'm, like, when I have romance and I have, you know, dinner and connection and touch and, like, then I'm, like, okay, I'm excited, you know. But not this, you know – but the wham bam, man, thank you, man. Not, you know, and, and I get it. Sometimes I'm, like, well, let's – you know, I want to keep him happy. But – for the, but that's not a long-term solution is my is my point here. And, and also, you know, really investing time in dating your spouse. I think that's another huge uh, point I want to bring on here too. I know that's not really in your
0: research, but I think that's so important as a couple. You keep that relationship strong. <laughs> it kind of is in the research. I was surprised when I asked, because so I asked the women about the men who were best in bed. And one of the things that really came out of it was... Um, he paid attention to me. Yeah. He, he looked at me. He was focused on me. There was a lot of the word me was really big in the, um, in the word cloud, yes. you know? And I think that, I think that when, when a woman feels special and she feels seen, mm-hmm. it actually activates her desire circuitry. So I think there's like, there's something related to her feeling seen and her feeling special. Yeah. Um, that her feel turned on physically right so because so yeah. many women talked about it and that's something I think like you said that can like kind of get lost sometimes in long-term relationships
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but it doesn't have to take long like like your ass in that skirt tonight looked amazing yes <laughs> like even if we are going to like the PTA meeting or something like it doesn't have to be you know what I mean but just like oh great you still think about me in that way yeah. you still desire me like special to yes. you. I still, you still see me. Right. Like that kind of stuff like turns her on. Like she wants to have sex with you. Right. Now. Um, so that was a huge part of the research. And another thing was like attention put on the women during the day. Like a lot of them mentioned, like, you know, he texted me beforehand. He like, yeah, he talked about my appearance or like, I felt seen. Yes. Um, which I'm surprised by. Cause I think again, our cultural soup, I was expecting, when women talked about the men who were busting in bed, I was expecting only talking about the naked time between the sheets. Yeah. And for women, that's not the start of a lot of desire. Mm. Like, it's not just about that. Yeah. Um, and, and for men, too, like, men desperately want to feel desired. Yes. Like, they really want yes. that. And they, because they're the ones initiating so much of the time, they really feel undesired. Yes. Like, I would say that's one of the, my heart, my little heart goes out, out to them. Uh, for that specifically, because I know I want to feel desired, and I I can imagine like if I got, I was always the one reaching out for that. I would feel like, ugh, like, I guess she just doesn't want me. Right? Like I'm not desirable to her. So, um. But anyways, I'm glad you brought that up because that does that is reflected in the physiological research about turn on yes. for women. It is really do what you mentioned. Well, and I just, and I love how,
2: I love how you really talk about the divide, you know, and I know we we touched on this and how do we get past it. That's why one thing I really believe in your course, what I love about the course is, you know, is that you give people tools to get beyond the divide and you, and you help both parties, um, you know, make each other feel safe. And I feel for men, it's, it's a really, it's a lot more work for men than it ever has been in their entire life. And I want to touch on that for a moment because this isn't easy for men. You know, they have to literally retrain the way that they think about sex and how they approach sex with women if they want the women in their lives, the women or women, to be pleased and to have pleasure and to want sex with them. And so this change of mentality and mindset is so important. When it comes
0: for me, yeah. for
2: the man to really take the lead and change that dynamic,
0: it is, and it's so worth it. Like the reward yes. of a turned on, radiant, excited, sexually expressed woman, yes. it's fucking worth. Totally, it. <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, it's 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 worth yeah. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I think that, and I think men know that. I think men are. I, I mean, I believe most of the men are super are going to be super incentivized to have a woman that wants to have more sex.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think so too. And I, um, I created, like I said, I I created the course for men, but I'm thrilled that you and your husband are doing it because I think it can be a really good tool for couples too. Um, like it was designed for men, but it's really like, I feel like it's, like, an easy, safe, kind of low barrier of entry way to get this going. Yes. Um, because, like, a lot of people, like, they're they're kind of scared of sex therapy. Like, it's a big investment. And not just of, of money, but also, like, of time. And it, it sort of pathologizes it. Like, it makes it, like, this thing we're fixing, yes. right? Um, instead of, like... I don't know, like growing or like opening or something more exciting. Well, you're, and, um, you're,
2: and you're almost almost feeling that you have to go to therapy, almost um, reiterates that there's something wrong with you. And, 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 I, yes, think, and exactly. I think that's like what the freedom that this course and the information and just even what we're talking has helped liberate me and also given me a better um, – perspective of what I can create in my life with my husband and that it doesn't yeah. have to, um, look like anything else. I don't know. Just what, you know, it, it just challenges the way that you think about it. Um, yeah. so what, what I really want to do Millie, now, if anyone here has questions, I know we have a lot of people joining us. I'm so glad you're all here. If you have any questions, type them in. I mean, you have full access to this incredible woman um, to, you know, to ask questions. So take your opportunity and do it. Um, one thing I would really, I really want to do Melanie is I would love to share
0: the podcast that you shared with Scott and I. Yes. So, this is honestly, the, I think it's one of the best episodes of the whole podcast yes. and every time I listen to it, I feel like I get something else it's out so of it.
2: Good. What I love about, um, the Melanie's podcast. So she has a podcast called Dear Men really great I've listened to a lot of the episodes so insightful um just I just love the conversation um you know it's just time to have more of this conversation and to educate people on you know and all these dynamics around sex you have one about masculinity and femininity that was super fascinating so I highly recommend listening to her podcast but uh this particular episode she had um she shared with Scott and I we listened together and it really began the conversation. Um, between us and just kind of that deeper level of understanding. And, you know, and you might be a woman that you're fine. You orgasm, you have a great sex life. That's awesome. But you know what? There's other women in your life that aren't. And you, and if, like, I know I, I get on deep conversations with a lot of women and we share d- our hearts. And this is, this is from every woman that I've gotten that level with, also experiences the same uh, lack of sex drive and just lack of just, you know, that level of intimacy. Um, and. Not being able to orgasm during sex. So what I love is this is so common. So even if you're someone that does have incredible sex, like share this. Let your friends know that there is a better way. Cause I think we have to get this information out because the time is now. You don't want to be 77 years old and not have experienced an incredible, you know, sex life. It's just and and what that does to our root chakras. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sex is good. Sex is so good. For yes, us. it's real. Like truly, I think especially for the feminine, like it is nourished deeply, nourishing yeah. in a way that nothing else is. Like it's it's grounding, but also expansive. Like yeah, it's so good. It's, an, it's for anti-aging.
2: And <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that.
0: <laughs> Great for your skin. Like it's real. It's really, really, really nourishing. I love it. I
2: love it. So, and then what we'll do, um, everyone, too, I'm not seeing any questions, but Melanie, I'd love, we'll put up your podcast and then we'll put a link
0: to your course. And yeah, so I, um, the course is uh, listed for 500 on my site, but I'm making a promo code today for Hippie Moms for 200 Oh my God, that's huge. Yeah. And that'll be good. Um, I'll just make that good for the whole summer because Um, what's cool for you guys, unless you didn't pick it up, is that, um, Becky's doing the course with her husband. So it's a four week course and it unlocks week by week. Um, and so I'm hoping maybe I can come back because you guys just started it. Um, so we we can come back again after you You can kind of share like your journey or the before and after. So if anyone's interested in doing the ride alongside them. You can do it now or after, you know, you can choose one. So I'll just make it good for you. I whole love summer. it.
2: Yeah. And if you choose to do it with your husband, we can also stay connected. You can I can even make a little Facebook group. We can talk about our experiences, you know, in in a, in a in a, with integrity and dignity, but really just sharing those, you know, um, that growth. And Scott has also agreed to come on next time to do to have the conversation Yay! too. So I and I wanna give a shout out to my husband because he – I want to give a
0: huge shout out to Scott. He's so
2: amazing. He's just totally embraced this. Um, And he knows, like he's excited. Like, you know, he's like, oh, more sex. Um, (laughs) But he's also, you know, he's just been so amazing allowing me to just kind of put our love life out there and be more vulnerable. And I really, you know, it takes a lot for a man to be okay with that and to kind of be blasted out there. So I'm just. He just such he's my rock. He's amazing. And I just, you know, I want to be married to him for a really long time. And this is a step I have to take so that we are satisfied in that uh, dimension of our yeah. relationship.
0: I think it's really a testament to your partnership yeah. that the two of in this together. Yeah, we're
2: committed. And and I'm just so grateful I got to meet you, Melanie. Cause I swear out of all the New York, I just met so many amazing people and you were just you know, one of the top ones in our conversation that night was just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait for people, for my women, from our community to hear about this information. Like, we need we need to get your information and your message out there. So, I just can't wait to support you. And I've told you this
0: multiple times, but it was really good timing for me, too, because I, I was having a huge crisis of confidence. Like, I don't know, is it even, like, is it even going to help anyone? Like, just, you know, doing all the stories. Yeah. and. Just having a concrete, especially, like, women, because I work so much yeah. with men that I can always relate in the same yes. way. Um, with women, it's like, I get it. Yeah. Like, I've been there. Like, no, I, I hear you. Totally. Like, you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't tell you how much, like, this has meant to me. Like, really, oh. like, I, if I keep talking about it, I'll start oh, to
2: cry. I felt the yeah. same way. I think this is just transforming, and there's, there's, just, there's just so much magic behind, um, our meeting and what, you know, we can help each other do with your work. So, um, well, I,
0: yeah. And I would love if anyone does end up taking the course that's in a, in a couple that's in a, in a partnership and is going to do it with, with their partner. Um, Becky and her husband, um, you don't have to listen to the episodes or the modules, same time right. if you can't carve out the time right so um i think becky and scott listened to the podcast at different times yeah. and then came together yeah. and discussed it and you can also do the modules at different times so it's very sort of integrated into your life it doesn't have to be a big sort of deal yeah. and the modules are quick i think they're 40 minutes and then there's an audio that's like 30 yeah. minutes of the original guy who took the first course and they're sort of like experience um, taking no yeah so, if any couples do end up taking it, let me know because I'd love to just hear how your journey goes. Since um, I haven't had that many couples, yeah, so yeah, met. I
2: really, I really see this. Um, you know what you're creating as more for couples because the value I've gotten out of it is validation, liberation, and the real deep understanding that um, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, that it just, you know, it just. It, again, it gives, it's given me this whole new perspective and I'm so glad, you know, even though I'm 40 years old, I'm like, I'm ready to, um, yeah, to just expand my consciousness in this, in this arena. So, so I really believe in your car. Yeah. So thank you for giving my community a discount. We'll put all of that, uh, Melanie, if you want, we'll put all of the links, um, in comments in here, uh, or I can put them, I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make sure they're available to everyone and. Please, um, if you're on replay, I'm going to tag some of you that have requested to be tagged on replay, uh, post questions, I'll tag Melanie just so you know if there's questions to come back and answer, and
0: um, and then I just can't wait to have you on again. Yeah, I can't wait to hear, yeah, I'm so excited to hear about um, how it goes after you've taken yeah. it, and um, thank you again to Scott, because that's really special for you to come on and share too, because I really think that's, you know... That's the power. It'll be, yeah, it, the it, it's going to
2: be great. And um, and, and I want to just say the podcast, uh, one last thing, the podcast that we're going to be sharing, I highly recommend you sharing it with your husband because <laughs> I feel like if you want some shift and change there and and your husband needs a little bit of, or your partner needs a little bit of inspiration or just um, understanding further about you and kind of why things aren't working, then this is a great podcast
0: to listen to. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, and the episode she's referring to is called "How to Get Hot Sex Back into a Sexless Marriage yes. or Relation." Something like yeah. that. So that's just for reference. The title. Perfect. Yeah, I'll make yeah. sure we put a link to that on here.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note: if you're interested in the course, you can find it at PleaseHerInBed.com, www.pleaserinbed.com or at my site MelanieCurtin.com under Courses, and. Um if you are in a couple or you know of a couple that might want to take the course for free, I'm offering two spots for that and looking to fill them very soon. So email me at dearmanpodcast at gmail.com to get in touch about that and have a very sexy day.